Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In today's message, Pastor J.D. focuses on the last item on his list of the 10 end-time prophetic words. This message reviews verses in the book of Revelation pointing to a genocidal depopulation of the world. It reminds us that the rapture will happen soon and that witnessing for Christ is extremely important. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 7th, 2022. There are some places on the mainland, when you look up in the sky, it is just this gray, silver, I mean, it's, it's all these chemicals. You can go out at night with a flashlight and shine it up in the sky. You'll see all these nanoparticles floating around in the air. They want to kill us. And you've got these people that I, and you'll forgive me, but I don't know whether they're still fully human. I think they may already be transhuman. But you've got these people saying things like, we want to reduce the population by X percent by Y year. And the year that they're talking about and the percentages they're talking about are not the year 2080. No, they actually kind of upped it. And it's called Agenda 2030. So that's eight years from now, where they want you to own nothing and be happy in these smart cities that they're building, which are actually prisons. They're camps. (laughs) Let's build a wall. To keep them out? No, to keep you in. You've ever thought of it like that? How you doing? Were you, you okay? Because got really quiet on that one. This is what they're doing. And it's already happening. And we're told it would happen. And now it is beginning to come to pass, exactly as we were told it would. Now what does this mean? Well, I don't know how anyone can come to any other conclusion other than the rapture's out the door. Pastor, you say that every single week. I know. Uh, Just so you know, for whatever it's worth, there is coming a week where I will not say it, because I won't be here to. That's how close we are. Can I just appeal to your God-given intellect and reason 
and logic. Your God-given ability to just think this through, that all of these prophecies, we went back to 1948, starting with the rebirth of the nation of Israel to the present in 2022. And we've seen how fast all of those major prophecies have been fulfilled. So wouldn't it stand to reason, I want to appeal to your reason, let's reason together. Wouldn't it stand to reason that if all that happened that fast, that all that's yet to happen will happen even faster? Did you hear about this uh, report last week? I didn't have time. So many things that I, I leave out. I probably shouldn't tell you that. You're like, what, what, what? What did you leave out? Well, I'll pick it up maybe, Lord willing, on a another uh, update. But you might have heard about this. The scientists are baffled because they can't figure out why the earth is now spinning faster than it ever has. <laughs> I love it when God does that, because I think that's another prophecy, by the way. What do you mean? Oh, how about when Jesus said that unless <laughs> for the sake of the elect, Unless those days were shortened, no flesh, no human would survive. So I got to speed it up. Because as fast as everything is happening, I knew something was up. Because I think like it was just yesterday that we were here on Sunday morning. Okay, never mind. That's just between me and the Lord. But I mean, Thursdays are coming faster, and Sunday mornings are coming faster. <laughs> I got to work faster because things are happening faster. Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly when things are revving up, speeding up. Things are moving so fast. There's this, what I call, unstoppable momentum. We've talked about this in prior updates. Strike while the prophetic iron is hot. You, oh, you've heard it this way. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And they're not. And oh, Revelation 12, Satan knows that he has but a short time. Oh, would to God the Christians knew that. Time is short. Now is the time. There is no more time. This is why... This God's church that I am profoundly privileged to pastor is all about getting Jesus to people and people to Jesus now, now. There's no more time. And this is why we do the updates, and have for years, by the way. And this is why we end with the gospel and the explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation, which I want to do now. And please, I know I do this every week. You know, here we go. I got this memorized. Good. It's about time. That's the whole point. So when the Lord presents an opportunity for you to share the gospel, you got something to use. You got a tool. I'm equipping you. It's on you now, by the way. It's a very simple 
explanation of the gospel. It's childlike simple. What's the A? The A is for admit or acknowledge. And this is not a formula, but if you really think about it, I'm not going to be interested in the Savior. The person you're sharing Christ with and getting Jesus to is not going to be interested in Jesus as their Savior if they don't first realize and understand that they're a sinner. Because if I'm a sinner, I need a Savior. Well, you're a sinner. You have to tell like that. You don't say it like that. You dirty, rotten, stinking sinner. You'll probably not be able to get very much further with that. A lot of times the best way to go about this is to share how you came to Christ. I just came to this place where I realized, wait a minute, I've sinned against God. Romans 3.10, there is no one righteous, not even one. I thought I was a good person. But apparently I can't be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells me why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we've all sinned. We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. Well, Romans 6.23 explains how to be born again. And it starts off with the bad news, which is the wages of sin is death. So everyone was born a sinner. So now everyone that was born has been sentenced to death. That's the bad news. It's the death penalty. And that readies us and steadies us for the good news. Jesus came and went to his death in our stead to pay our penalty for our sin. That's the good news. So yeah, you've been sentenced to death, but Jesus says, I'll die for you. I'll pay the penalty for you. And he did. And he paid in full. It is finished. We are not our own, but purchased with a price. It cost him everything to purchase this gift which is the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift. He paid for it on the cross in His death in our place, and He offers us the gift. Listen, that's a good deal, isn't it? That's really good news, because Prior, I was going to go to my own death and pay for my own sin because the wages of sin is death. And Jesus died for me. And instead of death, I get eternal life. Wait, let me, let me see here now. That's a tough choice. Death, eternal life. Don't tell me. You'll forgive the silly illustration, but I think you get the point. That's the gospel. The word gospel means good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So when you accept that gift that He paid for, then the Holy Spirit indwells you, lives inside of you, and lives a holy life in and through you and instead of you. You have God living in you. Holy Spirit, holy life. 
And it's a sanctifying, regenerating process from the inside out, where I am made holy, I am made righteous because of the Holy Spirit indwelling me, and I'm born again of the Spirit of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. That's the A, here's the B, and it's actually as simple as B, by the way. I had this conversation just recently with somebody. They wanted me to explain to them why it is that all we need to do is believe. It's not believe and, insert tab A and slot B, and then do C. No. Just believe. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And that brings us to the C, lastly, which is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Here's how it works. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And then Romans 10, 13. (laughs) All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Think about, we call him the thief on the cross. We don't know if that's what his crime was, but say he was a thief for purpose of discussion. That's what he did. The other guy rejected, but he accepted. He believed, and he asked, called out to Jesus and said, when you enter into your kingdom, will you take me with you? And what was Jesus' response? I don't know, dude. You got to get off the cross somehow, get water baptized first. You got to join a church. You got to... No. Again, I'm sorry for the silly illustration. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He got saved. He asked, confessed, called upon the Lord, asked the Lord, believed He tells his fellow criminal who's also dying, hey, we're up here paying with our life the death penalty, our death sentence. This man did nothing wrong. He's innocent. We're not. We we transgressed. We sinned. We broke the law. That's why we're up here. He admitted, acknowledged, realized that he needed the Savior. And he believed in his heart, and he called out to Jesus, and he was saved. It's that simple. Well, I want to share with you today's But God testimony. It's kind of a doozy. comes from Lori of Medford, Oregon, who writes, Pastor J.D., as tears streamed down my face after listening to your latest But God testimony, and 
hearing the verse in Ephesians 3.20, exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we could have ever imagined. I too have a story. I have been an ICURN for 36 years, and the last two years have been horrific, as I have been in the middle of the pandemic with my eyes wide open to what is actually going on, the killing of human beings right in front of my eyes. I had to get out as God led me to do so, only a month before I was going to be put on administrative leave for not receiving the jab. God told me and my husband, also in health care, to take a stand and I will provide. I went out on FMLA due to the PTSD I experienced in this, quote, Nazi environment especially after seeing one of my pastors die after having COVID on a vent. He was my last ICU patient, but God gave me another job with a hospital system in my same town that accepted my religious accommodation. Little did I know I would be facing my own nightmare in this evil COVID scheme. My very healthy husband and I contracted COVID on our vacation to Arizona, and we tried to get home with our RV. Stuck in our trailer, unable to travel due to us being so sick, we were in one spot for five days. Finally, our church family came to get us out of there, and by the time we got home, my amazing husband was so sick. I tried to nurse him as much as I could at home with oxygen, but the next day an ambulance came to get him to take him to the hospital. I was literally with him day and night, even having to get an attorney to get me in to be with him for six weeks. He was intubated after two weeks of trying to do everything to get him well again, but They refused to continue his steroids, citing he has already had his 10-day course. Even with me begging, it was to no avail. I had him transferred to a larger hospital to be on a special ventilator. He had such great care at that hospital that I used to work at, but the damage, the COVID, and the refusal to treat him early took its toll on his lungs, and his work was finished on this earth. I had to do the unthinkable that I have done so many times in my career. I had to make the decision to take him off the ventilator on December 29th, 2021, two days before he would turn 62. Thousands of people were praying for him all over the world, but I have rest in God's sovereignty And Ralph, her husband, had a day to be born and a day to go to heaven, but God. He has provided for me because of my FMLA leave. I have been given close to a full paycheck since September 15th, 2021, without even working one day. Life insurance to pay off my house and time off to heal and grieve. As of mid-July, I now have a new job 
a lot lower pay as it isn't in the hospital, but miracles do happen as my disability policy from the hospital system I got fired from on April 30th for not taking the jab will make up the difference in my pay. And my husband's life insurance policy will also pay off our house. The provision has been more than I can ever imagine. This is the exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. It has been a miracle. I have since gone on a three-week mission trip to Central America to serve in my grief, spread the gospel, and the healing has been amazing, as well as the love I am receiving from my family, friends, and church. God is good, even in the tough times. I have been listening to you since 2020, and yes, I believe Jesus is coming for His church any day now. We are ready, Lord. Blessings on your ministry. Keep speaking the truth, Pastor. Praise the Lord. The ways and the wise of God. Who knows the mind of the Lord? We'll close in prayer and song. Father in heaven, we're... just in awe of you, really. Because what has been done is meant for evil. But you, O oh God, have meant it for good, for the salvation of many this day. You have brought good out of unspeakable evil. And Lord, we're so thankful to you for always providing, always being there, even during those times when it seems like the pain is so intense, the night is so dark, the suffering is so hard but you're still there, and you care, and you move your mighty hand on our behalf. And as we're going to talk about in James shortly, you answer every prayer the same exact way we would answer our own prayers if we knew what you knew, because you know the end from the beginning. So Lord, thank you for that. We give you all the glory. Lord, lastly, I just want to ask if there's anyone that has never believed in you, put their trust in you, calling upon you, I pray that today it would be the day of their salvation, the first day of their eternal life. It starts now, not tomorrow, now, today. Today's the day of salvation. I ask you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. 
If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.